I think women are favoured in the double standard. I'm saying this as a man, which probably people will disagree with, but I think as time has gone on, traditionally, the man provides and the woman stays at home and cooks and cleans, right? Mm. Traditionally. Yep. We have gone through a period of time where that's changed. The woman does not cook and clean anymore and it is offensive to say a woman should cook and cook and clean. Mm. And they have got these job opportunities now. They're going and being firemen. You see women as firemen and policemen and policewomen, stuff like this, which I love. I love that. I think that's great. But men are still perfect, uh, expected to provide. Five, four, three, two, and one. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of the Blog Community Podcast. Now, this week, we're going to be answering your questions from our Instagram page, which you can follow at Blog Community on all socials, which is the screen behind. We're going to make something professional for that and make it look great. Yeah, but until then, you got to deal with that. But I am joined with... Ollie. As per usual, sitting on the sofa, but I think this shot is better. Not usual. For me to sit on the sofa though. No, but as per usual, joined by you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then we we sit on the sofa this time because two separate cameras keeps people more engaged. Keeps people more engaged, but a little bit more interesting rather than just having one still shot of us for a, an hour. Yeah. So this week we've recorded three podcasts, and we're, so Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. So we've got three weeks worth of podcasts in this set. What do we think of it, Ollie? I like it a lot. I like I, it I, a lot, a lot. I like it a lot, a lot. Yeah, I don't know. Why is it better? I just feel like it's better when we bring guests on because they feel more relaxed when they're on the sofa instead of being across the table from you. Who I have noticed that. Who's quite intimidating. They're all stiff and they're like, okay, I need to think about what I'm saying. Yeah. Whereas if they're just sitting here across from you, just chilling out on the sofa, you get more of them and it's more like chilled out. And we got the best vibe from Indian Macy. We got a really good yeah, vibe from that. They were yeah. just chilling. It was just a good episode in terms of yeah. the, the kind of vibe that we were going for. Um, questions and the structure for it was a little bit loose, but the way they felt and the yeah. way they were comfortable. I mean, it was, was it was, was good perfect. getting um, India on because she's never been in a situation like this, like yeah. sitting down on a podcast. Yeah. But then we also had Macy, who is currently doing the same course that we did. Yeah. So she kind of knows how it feels. She gets the gist. Yeah. So it was good to have someone that kind of knows what it's like. Yeah. And sitting there in an environment where we're actually doing a podcast. And then we last week. And then week, having someone else. And they're both on, kind of on the same level. Yeah. And then last week, or maybe the week before, depending on when this goes up, we introduced Finn, our third yeah. semi-permanent host. So, yeah, that was good. I feel like conversation but, uh, just yeah. bounced really nicely. I mean, nicely. every time he's on, conversation is just pretty easy. Conversation just bounced nicely. Yeah. Um, went through some good topics. Yeah. Got some really good conversation points. that went a little bit controversial. Also yeah. got some good TikTok clips. I think that was a really good episode. I was going to say, we definitely, went on, we definitely talked about some... Touchy subjects that yeah, people are going to exactly, have opinions on, but exactly which, which is what we need. What we needed to do at the moment. But let's kick off with these questions. Go for so, it. I put out a post about three days ago on our Instagram story, and uh, it was only up for twenty four hours. But we got a good amount of responses from you lot, so I'm going to pick my favourite ones, and we're going to respond to them. I've had too much caffeine, and I can't speak. <laughs> but, but let's kick it off. So I'm going to keep everyone anonymous. But our first question is: What things motivate you to get work done? And this is not waking up to go to McDonald's. <laughs> this is... No, in, in terms of getting stuff done for, the, like, say, the podcast, I think for me it's the result that we get most of the time, like the the interaction that we get. And I, I, I wouldn't say it's typically healthy to have, like, but, like, when you see, say, we post something on TikTok that yeah. we've put work into, not only during the podcast about what we're talking about, but also putting those clips together, mm. being able to see the reaction that we get from the viewers... Yeah. And like how much they like it and views and stuff like that, uh, that knowing that we can get that done, yeah, kind of pushes me more to 
be able to work harder and get more of a 100%. result. Views don't motivate me on the YouTube. I like when an episode will get 100, 200, 300 views. That feels good, but it doesn't motivate me to record to achieve that. Yeah. But on the TikTok, definitely, when you create a good TikTok clip and you're creating this 30 yeah. second to a minute piece, which just is perfect in every way. It's, it's keeping a viewer engaged. It's funny. It's informative. All of this. And then it goes <laughs> up on the TikTok and bangs views. That's... <laughs> that's really good that's a good yeah, feeling because so. it also shows that we know we like when we're recording we're, we're not focusing on we need to say this for a tiktok mm. clip but it's like when we are recording we kind of know what to say this is banged previously so yeah. we're gonna kind of give that vibe off yeah, again. touch on it and stuff like that in terms of like like if we talk about controversial stuff we know that that's gonna bang mm. because people are gonna have an opinion when we're it. bad people Top, top views. <laughs> yeah, top, exactly, top views. exactly. But e- even if we're not, even if we just state an opinion on, I don't know, say a certain film, yeah, and people love that film, but we're saying it's shit, yeah, then we're gonna get some sort of reaction from it. That's the. But also, we don't even stand by all of the opinions we say. Sometimes we're doing it for views. <laughs> and uh, Glenn, for example, he did a TikTok saying uh, Marvel's like the worst film in the world, or something mm. like this, or Marvel is probably the worst franchise in the world. And all the comments are like, "You are stupid." What you <laughs> yeah. want? But it was all tactics. Yeah, he thinks Marvel's sick. He's addicted to Marvel. But in the comment section, it's just everybody popping off about how it's terrible yeah. or how it's good, and he's saying it's terrible. So it gets viewer controversial up. opinions get views. Facts. But Facts. in terms of motivating to get work done, um, I think this is compulsive for me. I have to produce. A, 6 p.m. on a Friday, it just has to get done. So schedule motivates me having to get a it deadline. Done. I think having for a you. deadline, yeah, and um, feedback as well, not from the viewers, but from the people that we have on the podcast. When I get a viewer in and I invite them into this studio and we sit down, and I go, you know what, I actually really enjoyed that, or I really needed that, or yeah. that conversation benefited me. Then I'm like, sick. That is that's exactly even what. if we have a guest on and the podcast is terrible, yeah. Like, it still allows us to learn from it and do better for next time. Yeah. So, when we say we have a terrible podcast, yeah, we can learn from it, watch it back and go, why was that so bad? Yeah. And how how can we make it better for the next time that we do record mm. with a guest? And then we can even get that same guest back on. And improve. And improve with them there as well. I've never... I, I, when Even when guests have sat here and had a really shit podcast just because maybe we were off or maybe they were off, which happens, we've always resurrected it somehow we've either yeah. got them back on continued afterwards or re-recorded another time or made something yeah. out of it anyway and something good has come out of it and they have got something good out of it yeah. by coming to the studio and leaving they've definitely benefited which yeah. is i think the main aim yeah but what about getting things done separate from the podcast because this person um i know them and i imagine that they're looking at a few of my work that i do separate from the podcast which mm-hmm. they're interested in so how i'm motivated to do that and i think that is um ego and um, <clears throat> competition. If I, I've got a healthy ego to the point where I need to keep it up, and if I'm going around saying that I'm I can do this, or even telling people that they can do that, but I'm not proving it myself, that disregards my point entirely. Yeah. Because if if I if I'm telling people right, you guys need to get on a good schedule, you guys need to eat better or whatever, and I'm not doing it myself, I'm not in a position to say that. Yeah. So I have to keep up with my own work to be able to have an opinion on other people's work. Mm. Um, so ego and competition. I just I just want to I just want to be the best in my field. Mm. I want to be the best at my podcasting game, I want to be the best at boxing, I want to be like all of the, yeah. in, in the fields that I work on, I want to be the best at. So competition motivates yeah. me in that sense. If that person could do it, I know that I can too. Not in yeah. a sense like oh, you're a piece of shit because you're better than me. I it, I'm just describing it in the wrong way. It's more 
motivating myself of other people's achievements because I feel like if they can do it, of course I can. Yeah. So I feel like for me, in terms of getting stuff done, like outside of the podcast, say going to the gym, like I've recently started getting into the gym more. I think to keep me motivated doing that is seeing other people like me that have done it and are doing it and they've seen the results because they've put the work in. It's like, if they can do it, then why can't I? Why, like, why am I any different to them? Yeah. So then it motivates me to put the work into actually see results. Yeah. Also accountability. I've learned this recently. If you tell somebody you're going to do something, you have to get it done. Yeah. Accountability (laughs) is number one, I think, actually. Um, I would like to correct myself on my statement because... For example, I'm doing a thousand, uh, three thousand push-ups this month. I accidentally applied for that, but because it's on my Facebook page saying I'm doing three thousand push-ups this month, I can't within me not do three thousand push-ups because I feel like I've let myself down. So even though you did it by accident, you're like, well, now people think I'm going to do it, so yeah. I have to do it. Yeah, and we raised a good amount of money, two hundred quid, uh, two hundred fifty quid raised for the charity. So I want to do it <laughs> like, <laughs> accountability so saying out loud i'm gonna go do this i'm gonna go do this yeah. and telling people around you leaves you accountable which means you have to do it so i think yeah. that's that's a form can of people still donate to that like, yep, people can still donate to that say, you um, can let them know so maybe i'll check a link to that but yeah, yeah. it's for shelter so basically giving uh, homeless people homes um i'm doing three thousand press-ups along with seven million other people on the planet yeah. all raising money uh but my fundraiser has got about 200 250 quid in it from people I know. So and if you want to donate, support, it's literally so. just your Facebook, Benjamin L. Brooks, no? Benjamin Brooks, yeah. Benjamin but I think, I think it might be private, so I'll send a link to the uh, fundraiser. The yeah, 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 yeah. And then they can donate through that way. But yeah. Next question. How do you start a podcast easily? You don't. You don't. I was going to say, you don't. you don't. Like, it's not an easy thing to now do. Now, you can, if you, if you take that, po- if you take that question, I'm buzzed off caffeine. I can't <laughs> speak. If you take that question, literally... How do you start a podcast easy? You Set sign up, up you sign up to Anchor, you record into your phone, and then you post it on Anchor, and you can not get it on other Not platforms. even that. Like, it is easy. Not, not, you don't even need to sign up to Anchor. Like, if you just wanted to start a podcast easily, set up your phone in your room, sit there, and talk about whatever you want to talk about, yeah. post it on YouTube. Post it on Instagram. Post it, yeah, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok. Post it where you think you're going to get the most interaction, and then... Go from there. I think that's literal sense. I think that's us answering the question in literal sense. Bloody hell, I can't speak. But if I'm answering that question legitimately, how do you start a podcast easily? If you want to start a relatively decent podcast mm. to a relatively decent standard, save a good amount of money, make sure you want to do it, Yeah. and then invest the money. <clears throat> invest in equipment, invest in audio quality, and invest in your invest your time in social media platforms Mm -hmm. so i would first of all make sure you've got an idea for content second of all i would figure out how to produce it third of all i'd figure out what you're going to produce with so equipment sets if you're recording it if you're not recording if it's only going on spotify invest your time research and then get it done execution not only have you got talk talk about good topics and interesting topics you've got you've got to make it look visually nice and that's in terms of like a video podcast yeah, if you're just you trying don't. to do audio podcast i'd say it's a hell of a lot easier hell of a lot easier because you don't need one you don't need cameras okay. two you literally you can get a, a soft mic for the bottom of your phone that plugs into your phone yep. which is cheap as chips on amazon like 20 quid yep record into the bottom of that stick it on your instagram and you technically have a podcast yeah um but just make sure you got content because everybody can start a podcast not everybody can start a good podcast consistency we've it's been uploading important. Friday 6pm for the last however many weeks now and I'm not saying consistency makes a podcast 
but consistency makes a podcast 10 times better yeah because you know that that person those that person or those people that are producing that podcast know what they're doing yeah and they like i don't really know how to word it they know what they're doing and it just consistency shows that you know that you that you want to do that consistency shows determination yeah um and then if if your mates are seeing you start a podcast and you start it for three weeks and then fuck off mm-hmm. you don't actually want it if your mates see you doing a podcast for a year plus they're gonna go you know what i might watch an episode and if you're creating yeah. good enough content they'll stick around and rec- to recommend it to their friends their friends will recommend it to their friends and that's how you gain a viewership to start off with then you start mm-hmm. getting the views which then push you onto bigger pages and then get your bigger viewers and you go from there um so it's all about refining down your art and creating a really sick piece of content over just a podcast. Yeah. If you want to start a podcast easily, recording to phone, check on your Instagram. It's as simple as that. But think about your content, record, yeah. get it uploaded. Also, don't don't like get too involved with the numbers because never. I mean, our our numbers on YouTube are not anything special. No, at all. Like we started off with getting like f- f- less than fifty views per podcast. I I, I tell you, we're we're doing quite well for a startup. Yeah. For a startup, 100%. We're doing yeah, quite well. Yeah, but like when we first started, we were getting like 50 or less views per podcast. Mm. And if you're looking at those views and going, well, this isn't going well, you're then going to go, well, what's the point of me putting my time into this yeah. if, if I'm going to get nothing from it? But we've been doing this for nearly a year without having like significant views yeah. and significant interaction. Algorithms love consistency too. Yep. If you're uploading every single Friday at 6 p.m., for a year, and then you do it for two, and then you do it for three. For three years on one day, the algorithm might pick up on it and go, shit, this account has been doing it for three years on one day, let's put it on the main page. Yeah, And then you get crazy views, and and then, yeah. yeah. So consistency is key for the algorithm as well, um, and also gives a sense of responsibility and gives you discipline in other aspects of your life. If you just, like, like, if you just post whenever you feel like it, like, oh, I'm going to post on a Monday today, oh, I'm going to post on a fucking Friday today, then it's not going to get pushed anywhere because it's not consistent and p- people, like, you don't have a consistent date to upload, mm. if that makes sense. Like, we post at Friday on t- at 6pm because that's when everyone's on their way home from work or getting ready to go out for the weekend. Yeah. So they can chuck it on and listen to it while they're on their way home or while they're getting ready. So I'd say also pick the right time to upload. Mm, we could definitely change our days and we've considered that before, can change in the, change in the day, but I do like... I think our target audience is teenagers and maybe just a little bit older. And if you're Friday 6pm, chances are is you're getting your hair and makeup done or you're getting your clothes on to go out. So chuck on the blokey podcast in the background. That's why we've got so many views on audio platforms. We get like a thousand views on audio platforms purely because that's the type of audience that we're aiming for. Yep. And And I think also the style that we do, like that we're doing now, is more of a Friday vibe. Whereas, you know where we were doing the really intense interviewing style? That's Monday morning. Yeah, it's like Monday morning on your way to work, you're learning, you're getting your brain working. Whereas if you post that on a Friday when people are trying to get ready and trying to listen to something fun to get them into the mood to go out, they put that on the go. Like, yeah, I'm learning, but I'm a bit bored now. Like, I just want to get a bit loose and go out. Uh. Whereas this new style is they're still learning, but they're having fun with us. Like, we'll have fun on this this podcast as well as letting the viewers have fun. It's it's adaptive. Next question. Um... Someone asked the same question twice, so I'm going to paraphrase it. Uh, any dream people you'd like to have on the podcast? Eddie Hearn. I want to have Eddie Hearn on the podcast because I think he's sweet. He's a sweet geese, mate. Um, I think his industry is really interesting to me because it's boxing, uh, which is probably 
part of it, but I also think he's a genuinely good person and a genuinely good business person aside from boxing. So I think it'd be a really good chat. That's mine. Yeah. Simple form. I think for me, it'd be someone like Emma Chamberlain. Only because that woman confuses me but interests me in mm. so many ways. She's so shit at her job, but she's so good at her job. Yeah, like she just, it, it's almost like she does not give a shit about what she does, but it works. Like that's her brand. Mm. It's like ever, ever since she started posting, it was always about her being like the dirty girl who doesn't chow and doesn't, like she's so open about everything. Yeah. But it's almost like she's too open, but then it works. Mm. So I'd want to get a... A lot of females like it. A lot of females like it because they want to relate. But at the same time, like, I'm really... I struggle with her sometimes because I really do like um, self-help and stuff like this yeah. and growth and stuff. But then you've got someone like Emma Chamberlain, who it is about self-help, yeah. but she's so slow about it <laughs> that it almost delays people. That's, that's what I'm like... That's what confused me because she's about self... Like, self, like helping herself yeah. and, like, looking after herself... But then she'll also also post about how she hasn't showered in this, two weeks. This is my conflict. If if you're That's about self help, yeah. But this is if you're about self help and you're about pushing, getting better. Like yeah. I've known people that have listened to that podcast because of they want to you know self help journey and all this. Yeah. I think that's the wrong person to look at when you're trying to do self help purely because yes, she's honest, but she's not very good at self help. Like she's doing her she's best. She's not good at selling it. Yeah, no, she's doing her best. But when she doesn't shower for three days, the person that's watching her trying to self-help will think it's okay to not shower for three days and that will delay them on their journey. Yeah. So there's a subconscious thought in the back of their head that goes, you know what, I can relax but, because Emma yeah. Chamberlain's done it. But I don't know. I, 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 think that's why, I, I think that's why I'd want to get her on just to understand. Emma, what the fuck? <laughs> like to understand Emma, what the her, fuck is going on, man? Her thought and planning behind it all. I think she's honest. There is no planning. She sits and talks shit, yeah. basically. Um but that's what people want to hear. And but, I that, think but what also confuses me is like she's known as the girl who doesn't shower for two weeks and tells everyone about it. But then you have people like Vogue and shit like Louis Vuitton getting her on and dressing her up and getting her on like modelling and shit. It's weird. I, like, I, it, like it genuinely baffles my brain. And that's why I'd want to get her on it so we could actually try and figure it out I, in it, some way. Emma, I'll be honest, you, you make me feel icky. I don't know why. It's not not like these stories about how she doesn't shower, which is when I listen to her voice and her, her podcast, I, I think you make great content, but I don't know, I feel a bit like, ugh. I find I her know. voice quite soothing. Like sometimes I'll put her, put her podcast on when I'm going to sleep. Um, but I don't know. I just, she genuinely confuses me. Makes me feel fucking That's weird. why I'd want to get her on and try and crack crack the code. Yep. <laughs> figure out what's going on. Okay. Um, I accidentally just clicked into the, I don't know how I did that, but it makes it so much easier. Um, what advice would you give parents about supporting young adults in what way though that's the question advice to give parents about supporting what advice would you give parents about supporting young adults I think um, stay the fuck out of the way from my personal experience, stay the fuck out of the way, but give support when needed. I think the best possible thing for a parent to do is rather than pressuring somebody... Let them come to you. Yeah, let them come to you for help. And when they do, do not give an opinion. And I hate to say this, but like, 
instead of going, you know, I think you could do this. I think you could do this. Literally stay the fuck out of the way. Maybe put one or two thoughts in their brain. But if you're pushing an opinion, they're going to respect your, uh, they're going to respect that opinion so much because you're their parent and their guardian for the last 18 years or however many years. Um, that they're only going to be able to think about that and they won't be able to think for themselves. So I think support, but don't get lean too the involved. fuck back. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's really hard to explain. I think to explain. that's like, I've always thought about how I would parent when I get older. And I think what I would do is I'd let my child get on with it and live how they want to live. And then they can learn that stuff on their own. Because yeah. when you have people shoving it down your throat about keeping your room tidy or making sure you've got a job or earning money, let them deal with it and let them go through the struggle on their own. Like, I've got no money. All my friends are going out. I've got no money and I can't go out with them. I I'll can't have the time. Yep. They'll then get a job themselves. And if their room's constantly, constantly messy, they'll see the detrimental effect on their mental health and they'll sort it. I think praise is really important too. I think you should congratulate on the small things. If they're, for example, wanting to be a footballer and they score a goal, tell them that's the greatest fucking thing they've ever done. Because if they get the praise for one goal, imagine the praise they're going to get for two or three or four or five or being able to run three miles and that gets their fitness level up. Praise, 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 praise. Because when you feel like you're trying so hard at something and you're not getting the recognition, you get put down and you feel demotivated and you don't feel like there's anybody to impress and you don't feel like there's anybody to work work for, even if it's not literally. So praise, 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 praise. But I think there is a level of parenting that does come into it because I've seen these videos on TikTok and it's about this dad and he's like, this is the best way of parenting. I've seen that. And it's like... Oh, like it's weird. Yeah, but he what he did is he did actually produce that. He produced some sick videos. I, I like sort of saw his channel towards the start. Some sick videos, and then he realized, holy shit, this bangs. Let me create and some like, out, outlandish, yeah. stupid shit. It's like your your daughter's bringing a boy over. Keep the doors open, and then it's like no, they want they want privacy. So let's close the door. You can close the door and turn off the lights and shut all the blinds if you want to. They're like thirteen, <laughs> and it's like. <laughs> it's like- yeah, come on now. Let's yeah. set some ground rules here. Like, yeah, I see something. It was like, this is what makes you a bad parent. Yeah, and it was something to do with um, doors. I think he took the doors off the hinges and like, this is what makes you a bad parent. But the kid was like eleven. It's like okay, well, it's like you, what? What could the kid possibly be doing in that room at the age of eleven years old that he sh- like should he, like yeah. what they should or shouldn't be doing? Like, realistically, if you're eleven years old, there's nothing that you should be doing. Yeah, that door can be off the hinges. G. That requires you to be yeah. locking the door. I, I My ex didn't have a door on her room. I was 16 at that time. She didn't have a door on her room because it wouldn't fit because she got a new carpet and it wouldn't close or open. Mm. She didn't have a door. No problem, mate. I wasn't exactly bothered. I wasn't like, oh, let's put up a sheet. I, don't, I didn't give a toss. Like, you get round it at the end of the day. So, yeah. But that isn't exactly advice to be a parent. That's supporting, I think. So for support, mm. just... Stay the fuck out of the way. Give praise where is necessary. Um, and motivate, too. If they want to be a footballer and then not football in their game, and so I thought you wanted to be a footballer. Like, let, come on I now. I think let's, another let's big thing is, be, is being accepting, like being accepting even if you don't want to be. Mm. Because even if you don't agree with what it is that they're doing, if you accept them, then they'll... They'll be more. They'll grow into themselves a hell of a lot quicker. Yeah. Whereas, like, if you're not accepting, they'll hide away and they'll push this person out that they aren't. Mm. 
and it could affect the way that their life progresses. Yeah. So I think if you're accepting of them and what they want to do, then it will allow them to kind of figure things out on their own. Mm. I <laughs> but don't be overly accepting type shit, if you know what I mean. Like Also, know that your kid fucking loves you yeah. as well because a lot of parents feel like they're um, not doing it right. And chances are you are, you're just not getting the praise back. So the praise that you're giving them, for example, being a footballer and they, you know, you're giving them praise for doing how many goals in a, in a match. Mm. You are doing so many things that that kid admires, but they're just not telling you. Yeah. And that's just because the kid isn't old enough to know how to tell you. So I think, realise you are doing a lot right. I think that's an important thing. Yeah. Um, I think that goes both ways though. Yeah. Because I'm sure a lot of kids think that their parents don't love them. Yeah. Based off of the way that they're parenting or, yeah. you know. Things yeah. like that, but your parents love you, and what they do is because they love you. Yeah, like every like them going to work and earning money is because they have you as a kid, and they want mm. you to live a a, a good life. Yep. So I think um, appreciation, self reflection, just is all important when when supporting in general. If it's a mate supporting a mate, if it's a parent supporting a kid, a kid supporting a parent, just self reflection, yeah. praise, motivation, and um, generally just caring. I think when you show care to a kid and when a kid shows care to a parent when when you show some sort of empathy for what they're yeah. doing there's there's going to be um positive outcomes from that yeah next question how do you cope on bad days got to see it too, my boy you don't i well i think it's different for everyone because obviously everyone copes in different ways Go on. i think for you you just like it is what it is and get on with your life yep i think some people do need to take a day to themselves and just kind of like reflect almost mm. And I don't mean sit there and watch films and be a bum. Mm. I mean, they need to take a day. So that you say they're having a bad day, they take the day to, you know, do like a self-care day. Mm. You know, face mm. masks, all that stuff, just relaxing and then reminding yourself that life's the way it is for a reason. And it gets better. And, you know, that's, that's light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. Type beat, like Always. I, I think on bad days, if I think of an example of a bad day... Uh, <laughs> get through it that's how i cope on bad days you've got, you've got to it, get yeah. through it like if you let the bad day take over take over it'll and become it, it'll become a bad week it, it would get so much worse so you've got to fight through it and make the bad day a bad day not a bad two days not a bad three days or even that bad moment don't let it affect the rest of your day i think another good thing to do when it, you're having a bad day is appreciate the little things yeah so I've say you're having a bad day you've got out of bed that, yep. that is that is a good thing for that day. Yep. It's a bad day, but you've managed to get out of bed. You've managed to go to work. You know, you, you're having lunch. Enjoy that food. I, I even if it's not this. the nicest thing you've had, appreciate it. Appreciate, yep. that you, appreciate that you can even eat that food in that moment because some people can't. So I think on a bad day, appreciate what you do have. I've really learned to enjoy the little things in life. And I feel like when I have my chicken and rice... I have rice and chicken and then I put that Nando sauce on it and that, <gasps> that Nando, Nando sauce, sauce is the best thing to ever exist in my life. Yeah. And if I can appreciate the little things like the Nando sauce going on my chicken and rice, which is probably the blandest meal you've ever fucking seen in your life, I then appreciate the bigger things and these massive things happening in my life 10 times more and it makes the bad day bad day seem insignificant yeah. because I've just had this tiny thing which has made my day 10 times even, better. Even if it's just rice, uh, rice and cheese. The most bland meal you could probably think of. Like cheese with that rice, man. But man, the way that cheese melts, like it's warm, it's edible. Like I appreciate when I'm able to eat warm food. Yeah. Because 
some people have to eat fucking frozen rice. Well, maybe not, but like some people don't don't have the facilities because we're talking about rice. But some people don't have the facilities to be able to eat warm food. Mm. So being able to have warm food or just have food at all is something that I can appreciate. Uh, coping on the bad days, I think, bigger picture yeah. is the main thing. It's like if you're having a fucking terrible day, then what about last week? How good was last week? Yep. How good was this morning before the bad day turned into a bad day? Yep. And just see the bigger picture. And think about think about it like most bad days. It's just the way your 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 brain's speaking to you. And if you can if you can think, well, if that's the way my brain's speaking to me, I need to do something to change that. So in terms of looking after yourself or going out and being productive, that can then boost your day because you you feel good in yourself that you've actually gone out and done something. I think as a whole perspective. Yeah. Seeing that, okay, I'm having a bad day right now, but in perspective, compared to the amount of good things that have happened this week, compared to the good things that happened this year, last year, in my life in general, in in my life compared to other people's lives, comparison and perspective, seeing yourself in such a better light and not letting this bad day take over you, yeah. that would be our advice, I think. Yeah. Next question is, what did you always want to be when you were older? Like, what is it to do with social media at all? My own boss, that's it. Yeah, well, you said you told me that you've been saying that since you were little. Eleven. Um... But and I I mean I never really had anything that I wanted to be when I was younger because yeah. I remember I was in I think we were in year six or something and we had some we had like a workshop and they were going around asking everyone what they want to be when they're older and someone pointed at me and said what do you want to be and I said a bird <laughs> so like uh, you know I've never said, really, I want to fly <laughs> like I've never like I mean some people can interpret that as I want to be on planes and I want, want to, to be free. travel like, yeah, like you can interpret that in how it, in whatever way you want. But, but I think you were a child going, I want to be a bird because yeah. that sounds fun. <laughs> like I think I was a child thinking, imagine being able to fly. Yeah, I think we're two people that never really had a dream specifically. Yeah. I never had a direct place I wanted to be. I never wanted to be somebody. I just always wanted to be my own boss. I always wanted to make sure that I wasn't trapped. Yeah. So that was my goal. I just, I mean, I always wanted to just be happy. As long mm. as I'm happy, that's all I care about, realistically. Mm. Like, if I can get through my life and live a happy life, then th- that's all I care about. Yeah, I think that's a good spot to be. Pretty easy question. Yeah. Uh, but the, the last part of that was, was social media in it at all? No, I think social media at the time really wasn't a point of business and a point that you could be asp- aspirational mm. to. The person that asked this question is slightly younger than us, so the I generation they're growing up in probably is somewhat to do with social media, yeah. so... I reckon. I, mean, I think for us, like when we were growing older, it was probably subconscious because we were using social media and we were watching YouTube and we were watching like all this different, like musically or Vine, and we're we're enjoying it. And I think subconsciously, like in the back of our heads, we're thinking we like I could do something like that. Like I I could I could entertain people almost. Um. So I think subconsciously maybe, but. I don't know. Directly, probably not. I mean, ever since I was younger, my mum said that, uh, you know when you go on holiday and you have the entertainment people, they entertain all the kids and they do all their activities. I can imagine. but Yeah, well, my mum always said I'd end up being one of them or a bouncer. Two very different jobs. But I I guess ever since I was younger, younger, I've always been an entertainer. Mm. I think that that's something that I've always wanted to do is as well as making myself happy, helping other people be happy in a in a in a moment like ever since i was younger i'd i'd be the the one in the family that would 
mm. dance around the gaff and try and make people laugh. Mm. I think that's always been... I think I've always kind of been on a path for entertainment yeah. in some form of way. Yeah. I don't think that was a literal sense, but for this person asking whether social media was involved in it at all, I think for us directly, no. But for you, if social media is involved in it, get going now yeah. because you, the, the market's getting smaller and smaller and smaller and yeah. smaller, smaller, smaller until, another, until another harder. opportunity opens. So look out for that yep. opportunity. Look for that gap in the market and capitalise would be my advice to you yep. specifically. Um, what are your thoughts on the school system? I mean, I've never, ever, ever enjoyed education. I don't think it's necessary, but I do think um, the style of discipline they instill on you from an early age is necessary. So mm. I don't think if, if you don't want to put your child in school, fair enough, and I understand that because I've never used anything that I've learned in school apart from how to read and write. In my day-to-day life, science, irrelevant. Business, even. my I yeah. did a business um, just before GCSEs and not used a single part in it, running a business. So I think... School system is important, mm. but the 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 aspects you get from the school system are the the more important things that you can instill in your child in other ways. I don't think that it should be a legal thing that we have to stay in education till the age of eighteen. I think it should be up to sixteen. So you know when you finish secondary school, because there are people that Wouldn't are then that forced, they they're then forced to stay into education. Even if they know exactly where they want to go, they're forced to stay in that education system. I disagree. Because they're not allowed. I disagree because both you and I found our feet in college. Which is yeah, but I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. Yeah, but I think it should still be optional. But I, I don't think it should be. But I don't know if I, I wasn't going to choose college if it wasn't op- if it wasn't um, forceful. Because you technically can get out of education and go into an apprenticeship, which is basically a job. Yeah. Which is what you would do at the age of 16 anyway if education wasn't like forceful. But staying into education to the age of 18 really helped me find my feet in terms of what I wanted to do in my life. I'm still not 100% sure. I, a lot of people think that I know this is exactly what I want to do, but I'm changing it fucking as of recent. So anyway. I mean, they've seen the changes, so. Uh, as of recent, uh, as of recent, I changed but I think people need to be forced into college to find their feet. College is three days a week. You've got that time off. And I think the school system in that sense, really, really important, especially if you're in the right environment. Um, but secondary school and primary school, I feel like need to be changed. I think the school system should be um, forceful and you have to go to school until you're 18. I have to stay in education until you're 18. I think that should be instilled, but the school system should change. Why are we learning science? You you think it should be more like college where you can kind of choose what path you want to go down from I don't think age. so because I feel like you need to learn Monday through Friday and enjoying the weekends and I feel like you need no, that yeah, for the yeah, first yeah. time I, I'm saying weeks. that but I, what I mean is like we shouldn't be forced to do subjects that we don't enjoy doing like I think, I think no. primary school should be them putting us through these subjects and then we can figure out whether we actually enjoy them if or we, not if we, but primary school what the fuck do we know we're, we're, we're children. We have no concept of what we actually like and don't like. We just go, hmm, this tastes nice. Good, I'm going to have it. Like No, but in, in primary, I, I, when I went through the subjects, I found the subjects that I did like and the subjects that I didn't want to do. Yeah, but the subjects that you didn't want to do and had to do enforce certain aspects of your personality and characteristics mm. to this day. You had to do it even though you didn't want to, yeah. which is why you have to do certain things now which you didn't want to. Like... I feel like they need to make, it's the same system, compulsory, you have to do it, but they need to change it. Reading and writing, 100% essential, right? Mm-hmm. 
even if you didn't enjoy English, imagine if you didn't enjoy English, never did that. You get to a job and not know how to read and write or even do your signature. I think they, they need to instill more like... Fundamentals. Life. Reading, lessons. writing, economy. They need to talk about the economy because the economy right now is fucked. And I've had to dedicate a lot of hours of my life to learning the economy just to understand how the world is working right now. I think stuff like learning how taxes work and all that sort of stuff, like shit that people have to go through on yeah, a daily basis, I think that's something that we should learn because we don't. And then we go, we leave secondary school and then we get thrown out into the world and we have to figure it out all for ourselves. Like... Where whereas we can actually be taught it and understand it on a more deeper level than just having to figure it out ourselves. Primary school, I would make English compulsory. I'd make maths compulsory. Yep. I'd make physical education compulsory because I feel like that has a social aspect to it as well. If you are don't do any physical education, you can end up crippled by the time you get out of primary school. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I think physical education is uh, important. And I think longer lunches. Because people need to interact and have mates and actually create connections. And I think that's really important in learning how to speak. Because I know a lot of people that come out of primary and secondary school and don't know how to have a conversation. And that is so I detrimental. I was one of those people. It's so detrimental in modern days. So I feel like longer break times or even sessions where you're meant to speak to people. Yeah. So if you're in class, they don't let you go and bugger off and play football. They make you go, right, speak to the person next to you and have a conversation about like your weekend or whatever. Or or even give you a topic to talk about and then you have yep. to sit there and talk about that topic yep. with that person. Yep. Because then it allows you to develop your vocal vocabulary as well as your social skills. Yep. Um, and then other essentials in primary school, I think bare minimum in primary school, you don't, you're not at that point. Yeah. Your so brain's not 100% fully developed. Just core values. Imagine what a human is. Yeah. Learn how to laugh, man. Have a, have yeah. a, have a, I think we should have like acting. Acting should be compulsory at a young age because if you learn how to, Change emotions. people's and portray emotions and change people's emotions as well. Knowing that if you go on stage and do something funny, it's going to make someone feel good. If you go on stage and do something stupid, it's going to make someone feel a little bit poor. So, I think acting could possibly be compulsory. And then secondary school is when you can move into economy, how the world works, yep. war. Um, I think history is important. I think maths and English is definitely important. But science, I, I can't say I've ever used any science. I can't say I've ever used physics. I think physics relatively important why why is this building staying up right now i think that's yeah. important to know um but some shit about how molecules diverse and live fuck all that i've never used it i don't care i mean science is good in a way because it obviously you have people like scientists and stuff and people need to learn to become scientists yeah that can you know help find cures for diseases and stuff like that but i don't think it's something that needs to be instilled in us like i think it should be a subject that we do optional but it's optional. Yeah. And we decide whether that's something that we want, we want to go into and learn. I think learning a language should also be compulsory, but they need to make sure they've got good teachers. Yeah. And then they need to be so cracked down on teachers with language because I went in through language, had a really good teacher, then it switched. And I had somebody that only spoke Spanish and I didn't learn a thing, dropped out and never did it. But learning a language engages your brain to a whole nother yeah, level. Yeah, well, I mean, in primary school, I was learning French. I went into secondary school and they started teaching me Spanish. Yeah. Like, why would you switch while I'm learning? Because if I'm learning French... I think that's changed now. I think that's changed now. Yeah, but if I'm learning French at a young age and then I go in... And then I get sent to secondary school and I continue learning French. Then I'm more likely to pick it up and remember it. But if I'm learning French and then go into secondary school and start learning Spanish, yeah. I'm going to go, well, I have no fucking clue what's going it on. It has changed now. It's definitely changed now. They've, they've made the system so you continue through primary to secondary and you do the same language. Mm. Um, but also some people are stupid and they have the option between French and Spanish and they go, well, I've done French, so I'm going to learn Spanish now. No, come on, stay consistent. Yeah. 
But I think school system, more fundamental things, just more fundamentals. But relatively, I feel like now it's still relatively important because it's forming the people that we have yeah. in the world today. And, well, we're here. I think so. the school system needs to be a lot more strict because, I mean, the year sevens nowadays. You mean you mean behavioural? Yeah. Because you just said that it should be looser and you could choose what you do, but then you said it should be strict. So Yeah, like as in strict. strict in terms of behaviour. Yeah. Because when I started... Um, secondary school all the year sevens were like oh, we need to be good like otherwise we're gonna get in trouble like we we understood that there were consequences to our actions yeah whereas the generation now they're like well i don't care about those consequences and if i do this really i'm gonna get detention and then what cool yeah i'll move on this one's quite a short answer for me uh how do you feel about gender norms like boys wearing makeup or girls playing football do what you want no, i don't care nope entirely up to you how do how, how do i feel about it if i take that question literally how do i feel about it generally inside sometimes like if you see a guy walking down the street he's got painted nails he's wearing a so, skirt no see sometimes i don't i'm not offended but i will feel uncomfortable but that doesn't mean i'm gonna take action i don't i'm not gonna feel uncomfortable like you shouldn't do that anymore that's just me personally sometimes i can feel uncomfortable um only because it's not something that you would do. No, just because it's something that yeah. So like I you do that. like, I can understand what you mean. Like I d- I can walk down a street and see like a very feminine guy, and it kind of makes me feel a bit icky because I then imagine myself like that, and I'm like I c- I could never yeah I could never live like that yeah. But, but I, like if if that's how you want to live, then go for it. I like, never judge people off to you. Uh, appearance is always if they have a sick conversation with me and I can have a decent conversation. And them as a person is decent. Whatever the fuck you want to do with your appearance, yeah, I don't care. I, I I'll talk to anyone. Yeah, like I don't care what they look like, but as long as I have like a, I, I think because we were talking about this before, you can you can kind of sense a vibe from someone, like even just the way they walk mm. or the way they stand, mm. you can sense a vibe from them and whether or not you would get along with them. Yeah, and I think that's ba- mainly what I go off of. I yeah. like if you want to, if a girl wants to play football, go for it. If a guy wants to. Wet, like have a makeup channel for his career then go yeah. for it like, for, it for me, me that question the example used I can find girls playing football quite attractive mm. I can find a girl that's dedicated to a sport I think of the fundamental side of it yeah. a girl that's dedicated herself to some sort of sport or activity yep. is attractive not because they're wearing shin pads and getting muddy that's not the attractive part to me I mean sometimes but it's the more dedication to the sport but then boys wearing makeup I don't care. Like, if that's what you want to do, that's what you want to do. It doesn't really it's not change my p- opinion yeah. on them as 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 girls playing football would. Mm. Yeah. So I just think I don't care. As long as it want. benefits them in a good way, then why why is I'm, it any I'm, of I'm, why is it our business to judge yeah. them on that? I'll never change an opinion. I won't. Um, I won't make an opinion. Even I won't make a judgment. But I will feel uncomfortable. But that's just me. Yeah. That's just me. I don't personally put on makeup and I personally don't wear dresses. So when I see someone who does do that um, and I think about myself in that situation, it does make me slightly uncomfortable because I just wouldn't. Um, but that's about it. I don't Yeah. I don't really have much to say. No, I, I don't really have anything else to add. I do respect people to do that though because it takes a lot. I, I think less and less in modern day, but it takes a lot to be able to do that. Yeah. Um, and be proud of it as well. Uh, but... Yeah. That's about it. I mean, the only other thing I'd say is, I mean, it's this isn't my opinion, but a lot of, I think, if you see a guy in makeup, you have, I don't really know how to word it, but it's like, people think, there's a guy in makeup, what the fuck's going on? But then if you see a girl playing football, it's like, good honour type B. It's like, it's like when guys, 
sleep around a lot, they get praised, but if a girl does it, then she's, you know, judged for it. I think it's the opposite when it comes to, like, things like that. It's like, if a guy's wearing makeup, it's kind of like, well, what are you doing? Like, mm. he gets judged for it. It's always because if a girl's does it, it's females like, good have on always you. been stereotypically fruity. Yeah, they always they that like trying new things. Yeah, trying new things. Mm. They're um, experimental. I think that's why they're so stereotypically accepted. And I think it's I think it's even just based off of like back in day, where I think the, the men were more judged for it because they're meant to be manly. They're meant to be, you know, the the leaders. But then when they start putting makeup on and showing their feminine side, it's almost like showing them as weak. It's definitely a. Um, What's it called double standard? Yeah, I think something like that, double standard. But um, I think women are favoured in the double standard. I'm saying this as a man, which probably people will disagree with. But I think as time has gone on, traditionally the man provides and the woman stays at home and cooks and cleans. Right? Mm. Traditionally, yep. We have gone through a period of time where that's changed. The woman does not cook and clean anymore and it is offensive to say a woman should cook and cook and clean. Mm. And they have got these job opportunities now. They're going and being firemen. You see women as firemen and policemen and policewomen, stuff like this, which I love. I love that. I think that's great. But men are still perfect, uh, expected to provide. I cannot have someone disagree with me in that sense because I still think that in a relationship, why do men pay? Why do men pay on the first mm. date? It's because they're expected to provide. Yeah. Yeah. I can agree with that. So I think there is a double standard in the sense that women have been favoured in that sense. I think yeah, I think men have always been seen as the leaders, yeah. but I think in the old days they were seen as the leaders in a good way. They're the people that look after everyone. They're the people that look after their family and the house and they pay for everything. Providers, yeah. But nowadays it's like they're not seen as leaders, they're seen as servants almost. Not servants, but they're seen as the people that provide. I can see that. But not, they're not, they don't have that power anymore. They don't have as much power as they used to. Women are trying to take control of power when we've actually yeah. done them a fucking solid and said, yeah. we're not going to force you to be in the kitchen. We're yeah. going to force you to clean it. There's definitely aspects of society that still agree with that. But for the majority, we're really accepting of women and say, you know what, you don't have to be in the kitchen. You don't have to clean. You don't have to stay at home, get a job, get go to work, all of this. But, but men are still perfect, uh, expected yeah. to provide. I think nowadays bills, women are trying to take back that power. Like take that power because they they feel like they've never had that power in the first place. Yeah. So it's their turn. I think power is a fucking bitch, and it's the same with the LGBTQ community, and the same that it is with women. Women are trying to take that power; they take it too far, and then that gets out of hand. The LGBTQ community try to take that power; they take it too far, that can get out of hand. Yep. I think power is a very, very, very strong thing. I think everyone should just get on with their lives and live their life, and not worry about ev- anyone else, because then we don't have to worry about judgment. Yep. And then everyone can just live their lives happily and we don't have to worry about the power and we yeah. don't have to worry about people trying to put us down yeah. because of who we are. Yeah, but I think facts are facts and if you, like, you know, opinions don't really matter. People lie, numbers don't. Yep. It's the facts. Like, if you're a fucking good person and at heart, doesn't matter if you wear makeup, doesn't matter if you want to be the provider, whatever the fuck is your life, you do what you want. But thank you for all them questions on our Instagram page. You can follow us at Media on all socials, as you can see behind me for this whole podcast. I've been Ben. I've been Ollie. And this has been a lovely podcast. Thank you very much. See you later, my friend. Ta-ta. Tak, tak.